Psalm 19. C.S. Lewis said that he thought this psalm was the greatest poem in the book of Psalms. And John Stott, a great preacher, said it provides us with the clearest summary in the Old Testament of how God makes himself known to us, that is, his revelation. With such high praise from such wise people, I thought it must be worth making an effort to get to grips with this psalm a bit more. The picture I imagine at the start of the psalm is of a huge panoramic view of the spectacular natural world. The vastness of the skies, the planets, the oceans and the mountains. And I imagine seeing the wonder of it all in a wide angle yet a super detailed camera lens. Gazing at the spectacle of the natural world I then respond by saying, surely some great creative mind must have planned and designed all this. That's what's meant by natural revelation. God revealing himself through nature. As the psalmist says here in Psalm 19 in the opening sentence, the heavens declare the glory of God. The skies proclaim the work of his hands. The first way God reveals himself and speaks to everybody in the world is through nature. In verses 7 to 9, the camera lens then zooms right down to our level. The focus moves from natural revelation to something more specific and tangible to God's written word or what's referred to as his special revelation. The words God has spoken through the scriptures are much more than just rules or regulations. You know, they are designed to be life-changing. They make us wise by helping us to discover the very best way to live so that we can avoid going down some of the harmful cul-de-sacs which we can choose if we ignore his wisdom. In this psalm, we're reminded that his law is not merely good, It is perfect, refreshing the soul, verse 7 says. His words can be trusted and will make us frail mortals wise. His truths are radiant and give joy to the heart, it says in verse 8. The psalm finishes with a personal statement which I long to have as my personal statement too. Because God reveals himself through nature to everybody and speaks through the scriptures to those who hear him, he wants us each to respond to him individually in a personal way. The author of the psalm has made a personal decision to trust God and to trust his revelation. He's discovered that in doing so, God then provides forgiveness for his hidden faults as in verse 12, and deliverance from his willful sins, verse 13. In his desire to be a faithful disciple, his life isn't dominated or blighted by wrong choices. I love the way the psalm finishes with a very positive statement of intent. The psalmist prays that his whole life, flowing from his private thoughts or meditations and his words, will be pleasing and acceptable to God, the one who has redeemed or saved him. I sometimes use this verse as an opening prayer at the start of a sermon.
So this is a psalm with real breadth and depth, and I encourage you to grapple with it too.